Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to be talking about the subject of ISIL, the Islamic State in Levant, or also known as ISIS, or just as IS, the Islamic State. And this is entitled, Who Funds ISL Mystery Army? And this is a letter that Chuck wrote to Dr. George Friedman of Stratford Global Research. Stratford Global Research, Austin, Texas, publishes useful reports by author George Friedman that are available to the public. Stratford also sells an in-depth subscription service. Their October 29th story about the Islamic State, Iraq, and Syria, ISIS, earns our comment. And so I want to just read from this. We're going to be talking about ISIL and this mystery of the funding and what's the attraction? We're seeing Americans, young Americans, that are wanting to go fight for ISIL. And here's what Chuck, I'm just going to read just a couple of paragraphs here. Dear Dr. Friedman, the visions could weaken U.S.-led coalition in Iraq and Syria is most helpful. That's the title of his article. And I would appreciate your comment on one question about ISIL that you have not addressed. Who funds it? Who is financing the Islamic State in Syria and Levant? You state, quote, the coalition's division of the battle space into two parts has already led to differences in target selection. Since earlier limited U.S. operations in Iraq expanded into Syria, the United States and Arab coalition members have focused on critical infrastructure in Syria that supports Islamic State operations in Syria and Iraq. This has included command centers, finance operations, supply depots, and most recently oil refineries. The coalition's strategy in Syria has been to degrade the Islamic State's military capabilities through destruction or disruption of the critical assets that support it, unquote. And then Chuck goes on, but if ISIL is not an internal uprising of one religious tribe against the other, as we are told by our media and as represented by Washington policy, then bombing their supplies will not work. Other observers of ISIL seem to think that it is an army, a small but well-paid professional one, as seems clear by its successes. It appears to be an insurgent army led by war professionals from all over the world. Were it simply a democratic internal uprising like Arab Spring in Egypt, the U.S. would not be soliciting the whole world to oppose it. For Iraq and Syria are relatively poor states, proven not to be a threat to the USA. ISIL is illogical, being played up in certain U.S. religious circles as Islam versus Christianity or terrorism versus civilization. 
To the contrary, we see and hear movies from ISIL showing European faces and voices next to Arab faces. And the FBI has all but admitted to unknown thousands of youths have been recruited from all over the U.S. to fight for ISIL. And there are now documented cases of American citizens being killed in U.S. raids on ISIL. We know from former mercenaries that Blackwater, now XE, pays nine to $20,000 per month to U.S. volunteers in Iraq. Please tell me, what is ISIL's pay scale? And then Chuck goes on here. There's a, a number. We're not sure how many there are, but they tend to be young people that are sympathizing with ISIL. There's a recent case that Chuck noted in Denver of a young woman, Shannon Conley, 19 years old, who converted to Islam and was visiting a church that we've done a vigil at. It's kind of interesting, a faith Bible church, and you can hear about our our vigil there that we just held a couple weeks ago. We've done three there, but they are big supporters of Israel and have had an Israel awareness a day for the past 35 years. Well, anyway, she was attending the church and and uh, looked suspicious. Then she was questioned by the FBI, and turns out she it's kind of a long story, but uh, she's been arrested now and is probably going to be spending five years or more in jail. But uh, as part of a story, it's kind of interesting from the um, Denver Post from July, quote, during a visit to the Denver field office in August, FBI Director James Comey said stopping homegrown terrorists who radicalize through the Internet is a priority for the agency. He called Syria a safe haven and training ground for Westerners who emerge with, quote, the worst kind of relationships and the worst kind of training, unquote. A Minnesota man recruited to fight for the Islamic State group was killed in Syria last month, five years after his high school friend died fighting for the terror group Al-Shabaab in Somalia. It is unclear how Conley became interested in jihad or holy war. After arrest, authorities say they found CDs by U.S.-born radical cleric Anwar al-Awaki among her belongings, and he was the victim of one of President Obama's drone attacks in Yemen and where his son, who had nothing to do with whatever he's being charged with, was killed in a separate drone attack within a week after his father was killed. Chuck, why don't you give us some comments on all this? Well, of course, we're going going into a lot of detail on uh, one recruit, but the point here is that there's evidence that ISIL is not operating on local Bedouins who are recruited out of little villages in, in, the, in the dismal deserts of Iraq, star, almost starving deserts of Iraq and Syria, as we're told. We've seen the pictures on the, the movies of, of even the killers, and uh, some of them speaking perfect English, British English, in fact. And there's been hints that the cadre of the army over there is anything but locals uh, fighting each other over the territory and trying to reclaim Iraq for Iraqis and so on. 
In other words, it's been widely rumored and stated with evidence to prove it that they basically are a mercenary force that has an insurgency coming from many different countries. And now we find out that in the little town of Denver, Colorado, there were a total of four schoolgirls recruited into this ISIL, all traveling or attempting to travel there to join ISIL as in whatever various capacities they would do. And one of them is this little Marine Conley who comes from a middle-class family who lives in Arvada, Colorado, so happens to live right next to the big church that's always honoring the state of Israel. So obviously she somehow knew about that. So what we're getting at here is this army that we're told is poor Bedouins and, and uh, local natives is in fact a recruited mercenary force. And you can bet that uh, if they recruit 19-year-old schoolgirls and try to get them to be nurses' aides and so on, uh, that, uh, that they also are recruiting gunmen who know how to use weapons and have been in the military and know how to kill people. And, and this is really what ISIL is all about. Now, in the case of Mr. Friedman, who wrote this uh, really pretty good story, he covered a lot of bases on this, and, and, and it was really a good story. We weren't kidding when we said it was good, but he left out the most important part, and that is where does this will get its money, and who are these people that are doing this? So we wrote the letter to him to kind of call it to his attention that he could do better, and also to uh, use his excellent research that, that he did do of this and, and uh, yet another story in which he talks about how President Obama really isn't calling the shots over there, that there's someone else doing it. And that story is also referenced in this, this article. So what we're, we're, we're trying to get at is something that we already know. We know it from talking to other college professors and people who've done research. And we know it from our own simple observation that uh, ISIL could not possibly do what they're doing unless they had a lot of money that's coming from someplace and unless they had uh, the ability to recruit people. And there's nothing cheap about rounding up little girls from all over the country and, and no doubt boys and men too and getting them to uh, come to Turkey where she was going to walk in uh, somehow to get into meet up with, uh, with ISIL or, or they would have arrangements there. So... Uh, uh, this is what we're up against in our latest serial war in the United States. Uh, we are now paying for bombing attacks. And it, it's pretty clear that uh, ISIL is fighting this war with primarily with weapons, either that are provided to them by others. And the best, uh, the best guess from people that we've been able to talk to is Saudi Arabia and the Arab Emirates, those names that you're not familiar with by Dubois and so on. Are, are super rich countries that have a, that are basically an oil patch with a city on it, and were divvied up uh, years ago when they broke up the oil patch. This was done after World War II. So those are our allies, and they are the most likely cases of the so-called Arab states that are supporting the U.S. on this. And does the money actually come from the U.S. and gets funneled through Saudi Arabia? Or is it really Saudi Arabian oil money? We don't know uh, in either case. But we do know that we are up against something that's a lot different than what we're told every day, and we're trying to uh, share that with people and use whatever resources we can find. And uh, we just find it very interesting that four schoolgirls, all about the ages of 18 years old, 
had been successfully recruited for ISIL from one city. These girls, uh, three of them apparently knew each other, or two of them did anyway. They were Somalis. One was uh, from another uh, African country. And then uh, Miss Connolly, who was a true blue little Irish girl from the USA, I guess. Uh, so uh, all, of them inter- all of them apparently recruited on the Internet. So ISIL has good Internet skills, uh, too. Well, don't you think, Chuck, we've in the U.S., of course, have created an atmosphere of fighting terrorism, this nebulous enemy. And so we've got all these boogeymen, and we have, of course, the Internet, as you suggest, and young people can see that there's something wrong with what we're doing. Now, obviously, these people that are going to go off to ISIL, they are somehow have romanticized this, and we're certainly not condoning what they're doing, but uh, the fact is that they recognize that there's something wrong with the U.S. policy, and as we've, of course, stated over and over, the U.S. is a war-based economy, and for the war-based economy to continue, we need enemies, and so this is a very convenient, nebulous enemy, if you will, that uh, we've already been told that the fighting can be going on there for years and years. We don't know how long uh, to uh, counter ISIL, ISIS, whatever you want to call it. Right. That's, uh, that's all very true. And, uh, but also, um, it's not a healthy situation to have a lot of people from our country and from Western countries becoming so sympathetic with the aims, and, and and by the way, it's very easy to become sympathetic with Arabs if you go there and see what we've done to them. I mean, the people of, of, of Iraq have been totally destroyed, and a million of them may be killed by the U.S. actions there. Those people were absolutely innocent of anything. They were just victims. Uh, so they were every much, every much as much victims as are the Gazans, who, uh, who, who were a few thousand were killed in the recent Israeli raids on them, and 100,000 are without homes. Well, it's 10 times worse in, in, in Iraq. And uh, this has created a new aura of hatred against the United States. And it isn't just foreign people in other countries who've been hit who are feeling it. We're now having this affect our own youth. And uh, this is really what, what we're not being told about ISO is that they're quite successful in convincing American youth that our leadership is destructive to their ends and is inhumane. And this is, is happening right in front of us, and we're not being told the truth about it at all. It is a real danger that when you have a lot of people who decide that uh, we're the bad guys, that's not a healthy situation. We've noticed also that recently the Southern Baptist Convention announced that their membership has been plummeting. Uh, by the way, it's been plummeting ever since uh, we noticed it and started doing vigils at <laughs> some of the churches, but we didn't cause it. What's happening is the youth are moving away from the Southern Baptist Convention to the point where 60% of all the Southern Baptist churches in the United States did not baptize a single teenager last year. In other words, they had no think of that, they had none of the children who became members of the church last year in 60% of the Southern Baptist churches. And they've lost over 
25% of their membership since we started watching it, since I left the Southern Baptist Church. So what's happening to these youth? When we go to do a vigil at George Morrison's Faith Bible Chapel, there's a few young people that are kind of drug in by their parents. They're sort of the less than teenagers, lower teenagers. There's a few, a very few young family people there. But when you take a look at the crowd from above, it's a sea of white hair. And uh, so this is what's happening to our churches. It's happening all around us. And we have people able to make a convincing story over the Internet to recruit young people into a foreign army. Whether they're paid or not, we still don't know. And the, the last point I want to make is our leaders know all this, and my story points that out. Our leadership of our country has excellent intelligence. They know if a single truck crosses the border from Russia into Ukraine and what model of truck it is and probably what the cargo is. They can tell that. So why can't they tell us what weapons ISIL is using and why can't they tell us how much they're paying their recruits and how they're getting them? Uh, and, and I think the answer to all those things is they're all bundled up. We're not supposed to know because the answer is not comfortable. Yes. The action is in the reaction. So we created the situation with our war in Iraq and Afghanistan where opposition grew to what we were doing and the so-called rebuilding, all the graft that went on involved in that. And uh, it's, well, look, it's look kind of... Look how often we all find ourselves disagreeing with our government passionately. Yes. Uh, I mean, constantly. Let's, it's, not, it's not a mystery uh, your your family and relatives will tell you that if, if you haven't figured it out for yourself. And we do disagree a lot. Uh, and what's happening is uh, yes. young people uh, are disagreeing much faster than we are. They're catching on. And this means that we need a big fix here. Things need to be corrected. Right. Absolutely. So we don't have to leave. <laughs> Well, it's a, you know, it's a nice country. I like the U.S. I love the U.S. I just fear my government and what they're doing. And, of course, all these terrorist activities, monitoring and so forth, results in a larger security state. It's just going to continue to grow to monitor all these kinds of activities. And certainly we need to wake people up to what's going on and take positive measures to what's going on. And this is our small attempt here at We Hold These Truths to uh, provide the information for the thinking people that are out there. Thank you. Any other comments from anyone? No. Well, I was just reading uh, CNN today. It was talking about uh, um, the... Uh, uh, that the a lot of the recruits for ISIS are paid, um, and then they're drugged and and coerced into joining. They go into an area and just take over and say, if you don't abide by our rules, uh, we're gonna you know kill you or you know, torture you, whatever. But uh, that's just in today's CNN. Um, are you speaking of, of 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 recruits in the deserts of Iraq and and Syria? Yes. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. That's yeah, just common. Absolutely, I was just, that's true. You know, I was just seeing this exact uh, today. You know, just right now. <laughs> so, but uh, it doesn't really say where they're getting the money. 
And obviously, they're not the uh, main force of the army. Uh, I can understand why ICE would want to recruit people in the area, obviously. And they probably don't have to pay them like they do these mercenary armies. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we've had the experience with mercenary armies in both Iraq and in Afghanistan, where billions and billions of dollars were paid to mercenaries. All right, well, thanks for everybody's input. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.